Hi everybody, welcome to Send Me an Invite. I'm in Rochester, it's freezing cold, but I'm really warm in my heart because I'm with... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm with my best friend. That just was off the cuff. I'm with my best friend, Naima Morrow, the one and only, and we're here to talk about a really interesting topic that I think everybody can relate to. Toxic relationships mm-hmm. in the workplace and in your love life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're going to compare, we're going to contrast, we're going to make analogies, we're going to tie it all together. It's yes. going to be great. Yes. Um, but let's like introduce you more formally. Naima okay. Morrow. Here I am. I'm Naima Morrow. And um, Martina and I have been friends for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. We became friends when I was about 18. We met, um, we formally met at a bar, but we had known of each other for probably a few years before that because we both dated um, the same guy, but she was in elementary school when she dated him and I was in high school. Yeah, we were elementary school sweethearts. We were the coolest couple. And then he, when we went to middle school, we went to different middle schools and, you know, social media came around and I obviously was friends with him and and I started to see these pictures pop up of this gorgeous girl and I was like damn moved on <laughs> five ten years later yeah my Jesus is ten years how later. dare he <laughs> and um and we Martina and I also had another mutual friend that I went to college with as well so our mutual friend her name's Alice Alyssa she introduced us at a bar one night and um I went up to Martina and I said oh my god our ex has great taste in women and <laughs> because she's so beautiful and as am I. So <laughs> and we just like clicked and, and became so close after that. And really like it took us probably about a year, a year and a half to really, really become super close. But when that first night we met at a bar, at the bar, we just like clicked immediately. Yeah. And every time we'd see each other at the bar after that, we were like so tight and just had, would always joke and tell people we were sisters and mm-hmm. so in 10 years we've gone through a lot with each other I mean you've seen me through three relationships mm-hmm. work related we've I mean we were students when we met each other and then we we had our first right out of college jobs and mm-hmm. and we were servers together at the same time then we ended up at the same company so they're like we grew up essentially we grew up together I mean we've yeah. known each other for 10 years 19 to 29 is a yeah. really Probably the most pivotal time, time in, in your life. life. Yeah, definitely. We definitely have grown up together and shared a lot of life experience, and it's been really great. A lot of life experience with relationships and in work, too. Right. So that's going to bring us to our topic, which I love this concept, is we're going to be talking about toxic relationships, whether they're romantic or whether they're work-related, because we've seen each other through both mm-hmm. of those. Relationships, obviously completely different situations but both very toxic relationships and the company that we were working at before was a very toxic environment and when we started talking about this you really made this analogy because you said when we started working there it was like the beginning of any toxic relationship everything's great at first Mm -hmm. 
We loved it there. Yeah, it's the glitz and the glamour in the beginning. It's glitz, it's glamour. You feel special, you feel yeah. important. They make you feel great. And then little red flags start to pop up. And, and then- you deal with them because you had this great experience in the beginning. And so you're trying to always get back to that feeling that you had in the beginning. It was so fun. It was so awesome. And I feel like a lot of times when people think about toxic relationships, they really just think about their personal relationships with a boyfriend or girlfriend. But really... Your work environment can very much be a toxic relationship. You can have a toxic relationship with your job. And I do think we had an abusive relationship with our job. Yeah. I really do because they would, like you said, lure us in. There's glitz and glam. It it felt great. We were special. And then red flags came up Mm -hmm. and we started to look those, overlook those red flags because we were so into it. But then as time goes on, I mean, we were there for five years. So it's like a relationship. As time goes on, you get to a certain point and you're like, this is the reality that this is a horrible situation I'm in. Mm -hmm. But you still have that back and forth. You have that loyalty to them. Um, You want to go back to the time when it was so good. So it's like that whole timeline is is so parallel. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, because I don't know that we actually mentioned it, Martina and I worked at the same company for the last five years before now working for her new company, Uptown Marketing. So we worked together in this same workplace that – Honestly, throughout a good portion of the time that we were both there, neither of us identified that this was like a toxic environment that we were in. And it wasn't really until we were completely removed from the situation that you have perspective and you can look back and see like how unhealthy that was for you. I think we knew something was off because of how much it consumed us. You could have put us in a room and we would have talked until somebody let us out about work. And as a matter of fact, that was something that always bothered our other friends who were around us. Anytime we were around other people, we always obsessively talked about work. And it got to the point where our friends would be like, okay, no talk about jobs tonight. Because it literally consumed our lives. And that's a problem. You know, now we love our company. We love what we're doing so much. But we don't talk about it in such a consuming way. Yeah. Where it's like we can't focus on anything else because this there's this weird spell over us and we feel so like it was a very strange combination of I always felt very empowered there. Uh-huh. And obviously no one can see this, but I'm using quotations around empowered because I believe people there knew how to make me feel like I was important and I was special and I... I had a say and I was valued Mm -hmm. but in reality it was them making me feel that way so that they could kind of use me as a pawn that's how I felt yeah yeah and that's how you see that a lot in personal relationships as well where it's like you may have a friend you may have been in this experience before where you're in a toxic relationship and all you can ever think about is that other person that is your whole Mm -hmm. life and they make you feel that way that that they are your whole life and without them you'll be nothing and I know for me I personally felt that way many times before because at our old company I moved up very quickly and Mm -hmm. did many different positions I started there as basically an appointment setter um, for the sales team and at one point I became a manager of a whole team I was managing 11 different people there I moved up within about two and a half years I within about two and a half years I had gone from the appointment setter um, front desk secretary to manager a team of 11 people and so in my mind I felt like I would never be able to find that anywhere else and I know that I've felt that way in relationships too where I feel like this is the best I'm ever going to do I'm never going to be able to find this any other way so you kind of put up with the bad 
because you're like, well, you know, but I have this here and I'll never be able to find this mm-hmm. and it, everything will be way worse than this. And that's just not true. And for me, it was it was money because I was in sales. I was doing extremely well in sales and they always made it a point. My bosses made it a point to try to beat into my head. You will never make this money anywhere else. And mm-hmm. at the time I thought maybe, oh, they're right. I have this great opportunity. This is so special. I'll never find something like this again. But in reality, that's a manipulation tactic saying you won't be able to do better than me. It's gaslighting. You're not, right. It's yeah. gas, It's saying you're not good enough to do this anywhere else. You need us for this. Right. You need us to make money. Right. And that I think was what took me the longest to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that like women relate to this when they're in relationships with like maybe they don't work, they stay home and take care of the kids and their husband's making all the money and they're in these abusive relationships because they think, well, I... How am I going to support myself? Mm-hmm. So they were just so constant to me. You, you're you never going to find this anywhere else in Rochester. You're never going to be able to make this type of money, blah, 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 blah. And it took me a long time to realize I was making them that much money. Right. They were making a lot more than I was making off of me. And I knew that what I was doing is a transferable skill. I can... I can sell anywhere. I can sell anything. That's what I'm born to do. Mm-hmm. So for them to tell me I will only ever be successful at that company was like extremely just manipulating me to keep me there. Mm-hmm. What were some of like the red flags that you noticed? I noticed a lot of people in higher up positions were constantly talking negatively about other how do I want to say this? It's called gossiping. Yes, it is called gossiping. But it, gossiping isn't isn't the problem. Like everyone gossips at their job to some degree, but when it's when it's people who are in higher up management that should have your back and should have everyone's back, gossiping about another higher up employee to someone who maybe at the time I was sitting at the front desk, a secretary, that didn't feel right because I was like, well, then if the higher up people aren't even safe, what are they saying about me? You know, right. what, what are they saying when I'm not around? And that's kind of like when you're in a toxic relationship, one of the red flags is like seeing how they treat other people. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. You're seeing, okay, this person that, that's supposed to be a leader to us is talking badly about all these people. So they're treating other people badly. Mm-hmm. When you see like, a guy you're dating is mean to waiters or like Mm -hmm. mean to his mom. Right. That's a huge red flag. Right. Exactly. You're exactly right. It's like the way you see them treat other people is going to be a reflection of how they're going to treat you. If not right then, then down the line. So that was one of the first things I noticed. But that was something that was kind of easy enough to brush off because in my naive head, I thought, well, it must be them who's doing it. It must be that person that's getting talked about Mm -hmm. that's doing something wrong. And it kind of turned, it felt a lot to me like they were turning us against people. Yeah. Like they would try to put into our heads this person's bad. Mm-hmm. Listen to me instead. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to this person. Listen to me. What were some red flags for you? I think that there was always a lot of side conversations and I, I never felt there was open communication where it was like, okay, everybody, let's get in a room and talk this out together. It was more these two decided this in this meeting without communicating it and now it's affecting all of us. But it kind of goes back to the gossip and the talking about other people. Mm-hmm. You know, when I would see promises being made in in these meetings it was pretty much just a charade like yeah 
So when I started there, I was in a leadership position and then kind of demoted myself because I wanted to go into sales. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I never struggled as much with like, basically the sales managers trusted me enough to kind of make my own decisions because they knew I had already been a manager so that I had a different level of trust. But for you, when you went into leadership, how did like that change your relationship with the people that were making you feel a certain way? Did it get better? Actually, so that's really interesting. Um, I feel like a lot of people at their job, they're always wanting to like get that management position. They're always wanting to get high, like get higher up, go uh, climb the ladder. But for me, that was the beginning of the end. That is when I started to see things for what they are because I was more involved with a lot of the higher um, level conversations. I saw the way that there was a lot of manipulation happening. But not only that, I... I now look back and I see that when they promoted me to become an, a, man, a manager originally, I do think it was very strategic because they knew hiring someone like me who had no management experience, who was going to be so grateful for the opportunity to do something like this, they would be able to easily control. As opposed to someone who is very experienced hiring from the outside, they wouldn't really put up with the things that I did. And so getting into that management position, I originally thought it was very great until I realized that I was more of a figurehead. So I was the person who had to relay back to all to my team members, like, you know, everything that was happening, but I wasn't able to make any decisions. And I know that happens sometimes in companies where the managers are kind of like figureheads, but I literally had no say in anything that happened. I couldn't, I had no choice in if I wanted to fire someone, if I wanted to hire someone, I had no choice in anything. I had higher ups above me hiring people into my department. So you were like a babysitter. You weren't the parent. Yeah, You didn't no. have any real say. You were just there watching the kids. No, not at all. And so getting into that position, it actually really like made me very insecure because I felt like I didn't have any real ability because they they put me into this position, but then never allowed me to actually be the manager, be the person that they had told me they wanted me to be. So it made me very insecure in my own ability. And I just never felt like I was good enough. I felt like I Which always... Which is such a characteristic of a relationship. I uh, think yeah, toxic that's one of the biggest things is you feel like you're not good enough. You feel insecure and you know that you didn't have these insecurities before this person or this work environment, whatever it is, was in your life, you never felt that way. Yeah, I, I became very insecure and I just became very unhappy in what in what I was doing. It was almost like I realized that ignorance truly was bliss in a place like that because when I was when I wasn't involved in the upper management um, conversations, I was so much happier with my life. Did you? When did you first start thinking I need a different job? Hmm. There was a situation there where one of the managers ended up getting in into an argument, disagreement with the CEO, and she ended up leaving. And she was my rock there. And her and I would always go to each other and confide in each other and be like, it's it's going to be okay. Like whenever one of us was feeling really overwhelmed or really stressed. You guys the, were a solid team yeah, at that point. We too. would like talk the other person kind of off the ledge. And before that, I had never really considered 
quitting, but I, I was definitely struggling a lot because at that time I already was a manager. She was also a manager of a different department. So her and I worked very closely together and I could trust her. And that was one of the, one of the things that I didn't feel with almost anyone else there is that I didn't feel like I could trust anyone and I really felt like I could trust her. And when I saw the way that the, the disagreement went down with her and the CEO and then how the company handled it, and uh-huh. then her leaving, that really made me like, okay, I can't, I can't be here anymore. And I so when that happened like for me, that situation, I was also very, very close to this person as well. You could say we were like sisters, uh-huh. but I remember thinking, oh my God, it's possible to get out. Yeah. You know, like you feel like, well, there's no way I could possibly quit, yeah. which is just like when you're with someone, it's like, well, there's mm-hmm. no way I can get out. Yeah. You feel like you're truly trapped and there's no way out. So I think... When she made the decision to leave, I was like, oh my gosh, there's life outside of this. Yeah. Like, we can be free. Like, her and I literally went to get drinks. I remember telling them, like, I'm not coming in. Like, she just left. I'm very close to this person, so yeah. I'm going to go make sure she's okay. We went and got drinks and literally celebrated. And we, I remember us saying, you're free. Yeah. You're free. So, I think that for me was a big point. Because I had so much frustration there mm-hmm. to the point where I was like visibly ill looking mm-hmm. and I would threaten all the time I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave but I never would leave mm-hmm. I never ever thought I could actually get out I actually I want to bring something up and make a point of something you said so you said you would threaten all the time that you wanted to leave something else that I know with I noticed with the both of us is just like in a toxic relationship I feel like that workplace brought out some of the worst in me. Yes. And I definitely, I know you can relate to that. I I come from my mom who has worked my entire life. She's always worked in an office setting. She's like such a badass. She works so hard. And she's always taught us like to be super respectful and things like that. And just by the end, I didn't, I truly didn't respect anyone there. So it was so hard to even pretend like I did. And I just I I think back of like conversations I had with with like my superiors there and I just I truly didn't take them seriously and I don't want to work for a place like that and it yeah. just it wasn't me to like get an attitude so quickly or um And we kind of had it the same way where we didn't think they would ever fire us. Yeah. But then you lose respect for the the company. Right. So it was like I was person. almost like a a little kid where it was like you're not going to fire me. You're you're I got suspended at one point. I was written up a bunch of times, but I knew in my head they love making all of this money that I'm bringing in. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got to my head. I knew because I was the top salesperson there, one of them that it would have taken I would have had to kill someone, I feel like. I really feel like I would have had to kill someone on the sales floor for them to be like Okay, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what they enable yeah. for high high level salespeople. They enable really bad behavior, horrible behavior. Yeah, mistreatment of people. Yeah, they enable a lot. For me, it wasn't money, and so I was never like I never thought that I was so valuable that they wouldn't get rid of me. But I knew that they liked having people like me that they could control. So that's why I was I wasn't very concerned. I never got suspended. I never had any sort of big any anything big like that that happened in the same way that you did but I knew that I was like the perfect person for them to have because they knew that they could control me and so I didn't think they were and we're kind of different in that way because we we both felt that same like you're never gonna really do anything and it's like because we just didn't respect them but it was from such different angles like I was 
always primarily involved in sales there, mm-hmm. which is a totally different environment than the admin side of it. And that's really where you were, was on the other side. So like the things that we were d- dealing with were so different, mm-hmm. but there were so many of the same patterns. Yeah. Similarities in how things were handled and how we felt about things, but the situations were pretty different that we Do experienced. Do you ever regret not leaving sooner? That's a hard question to answer because I learned so much from my my time there and I am exactly where I was where I meant to be right now. And so if you had left sooner and had opened Uptown sooner then yes, like absolutely I I would have left in a heartbeat sooner. But no, I don't wish that I had left sooner and gone to another job because I just don't know if everything would have played out the way that it did. The, mm-hmm. the way that it did. And so, no, I don't. What about you? Do you wish you had Um, I think that probably the last six months were so toxic that I think that I could have left any time in that six months. Mm-hmm. Whereas I kind of like was at rock bottom with it and then I let it spiral even more out of control and then I left. Mm-hmm. I think overall I'm very grateful for my time there. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I put myself into mm-hmm. because of it mm-hmm. and I I I know I 100% would not be where I am today without working there for right. sure I will say that yeah but I don't credit that to anyone else I credit that to how I took the situations I was put into right I would never have run into a lot of those situations at any other company and right. I also think because it was new and because I was selling so much that I did get a lot of say in what we were going to do to grow. And for me, that was really important. And if I didn't take all the initiative that I took there to grow what I was doing, I wouldn't have built the client base that I have now, which was very easy to start Uptown. So I think I it definitely gave me a platform, but I don't think, I think it just gave me experience mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really made me value employees and people. I, I know I wouldn't be as good of a boss as I like to think that I am now if I didn't have such bad bosses before. You got to go through the bad stuff in order to appreciate the good stuff. Like, I mean, both of us are so blessed and lucky <laughs> to be in the spot that we are both in our personal relationships and in our work lives, like in our careers. Like, I don't regret being in that spot for all of those years because I, I can finally look back and see what was wrong and I can see how that made me feel and know that I never want to be in a situation mm-hmm. like that again and I know that I'm never going to be in a situation like that again I think I can one see thing it. I realized at the end when I realized like okay this is bad mm-hmm. was why am I crying four out of five days a week I was an emotional basket case there mm-hmm. I'm not that way anymore because I'm not no, being not at all. triggered all the time mm-hmm. like the way that two men in particular would manipulate me and try to gaslight me mm-hmm. drove me emotionally insane. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. You know firsthand. Yeah, I saw it firsthand, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, like, so my experience wasn't so much with um, the two people you're, you're talking about. I had on, on my side. So uh, Martina and I, like she had mentioned earlier, she was on the sales, she was in the sales side and I was on like the administration side. So realistically on the day to day her and I didn't work together all that much we got to see each other which was great um but we weren't directly working together so we we like worked with a lot of different people 
my experience was more with um, who my direct boss was. She was also just in the same way gaslighting me. Very, very manipulative and really just like gave me so much insecurity about myself. And I had so much intense anxiety at all times while I worked there. And I'm an anxious person to start off with. And like that job, I took home so much anxiety with me all the time every weekend I felt anxious every night when I would go to bed thinking of going to work the next day I was so anxious I remember the the next day after resigning from my old company I physically felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulder I I felt like I could stand up straighter my posture was better like I felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off of me and To be honest, I didn't even know I had all of that weighing on me until I got out of that toxic situation. And I realized, wow, this is what life should be. Misery, especially at my age. I started there when I was 23, I think. And at that age, you shouldn't be so stressed about work. It just, it shouldn't consume your life. It shouldn't be something that's just causing you so much like... That's not... Building your career. Yeah. your career, Building your career doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to like succumb to crazy people and poor management. Like, so if you're listening to this and you're like feeling like some of this, like, wow, maybe like my job environment is really toxic. I do need to get out of it. You don't have to do what you're doing. Yeah. You can do literally anything else. And I guess I always related that stress to, well, I'm, I'm putting in this effort. I'm building my career. I'm building my career. But yeah. I could have done that at another place where I didn't have to feel that constant struggle and stress. I remember one day thinking I was having a heart attack and I had to go to I urgent brought you care. to urgent care. Remember yeah, that? yeah. My chest was, I thought it was closed. Like, I thought I was done. I yeah. was seriously having such horrible chest pains. My arms started to hurt, which is where I was like, oh, well, this is a heart attack. Yeah. And you had to bring me to urgent care. Yeah. But that is like insane when we look back on it but another day back then that was so yeah, just, was another just another day. day just another day there no big deal like that's that's not normal and it got to be normal to cry every day mm-hmm. and that's something that you when you're in that toxic relationship too and you feel miserable every day and you're like why am i crying every day why am i upset every day why am i putting myself through this Yeah. And then you just like, what was the moment that you were like, okay, I'm done? There was a lot of moments that I felt that way. And I had mentally checked out of what I was doing. But one of the biggest things was that I kept telling myself in my head, like, okay, this is comfortable though. I don't want to, I don't want to have to learn, learn a whole new like product or a new environment, new culture, new people, new coworkers. I didn't want to have to go through that start over phase, which is the same type of thing that I thought when I was in a bad relationship in the past. It's like, yes, but I've put, I've invested all of this time and this effort into this. I don't want to start over with someone's someone new, meet I a new family. family. Yeah, yeah, all that's of that such stuff. Such a big thing for girls. Yeah, and that's exactly how I felt at at my last job, where it's like. I mentally was very checked out for a while, but I was just like, well, it's comfortable and I don't want to have to start over somewhere else. And I've invested all this time here. And it was that constant back and forth of something really bad would happen, but then they would just give you a little Mm -hmm. something good where you're like, okay, 
Things are going to get better. I can Send feel it. Send you on a trip. Send you to Miami. Send you to yeah. Vegas. And like things are going to get better. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. But the light, the best way I can describe it is that I was on a treadmill and there was a fishing pole with a dollar hanging <laughs> from it in front of me. And I was just running, running, running and I could never get to it. I always thought there was that light at the end of the tunnel, but I could never, ever, ever get there. And I wasn't dealing with that in my personal life. Like with my own personal relationship with my boyfriend, Tommy, we had a very, we have a very healthy relationship, the healthiest relationship I've ever had. And so I got to a point where I was thinking like, why do I allow myself to be in this situation and make these people feel this way about me when I don't do that in my personal life? If I don't tolerate that for myself personally anymore. Why am I letting someone else make me feel that exact same way Mm -hmm. in a work setting? And the thing you have to remember about your job is you spend more time with your people at your job than usually than you do with significant others. Why is it that the person I'm choosing to be with doesn't make me feel this way, but these people get to treat me this way? Mm -hmm. It's like you don't have to deal with that. If you're not going to deal with it in your personal life, why do you feel that you get to deal with it in your professional life? You don't have to. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's harder? Was it harder for you to leave the relationship or leave the job? That's a good question. I don't know. Both were extremely difficult. Both I stayed way longer than I ever should have. In both scenarios, there was just like one moment where once I was 100% done, I never looked back. Yeah, it's like there's no going back. Yeah, I just, but it took a long time to get there. And I thought about it a lot before I got there. But in both scenarios, there was just literally one moment where I was like, okay, this is over. I'm done. And, And so the moment you had even suggested the idea of, you know, maybe I should just start something on my own. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. You can't tell, you you can't go back on this now because I'm resigning tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no chance I'm ever going back to this because I finally truly saw the light at the end of the yeah. tunnel when you said that. And so I was just done. I don't know. I don't know which was harder. Which was harder for you? Um... I had emotionally processed the struggles of both while I was in them. Mm -hmm. So once I got to the point where I was ready to be done with both, I did, I ended both very quickly and very impulsively Mm -hmm. in, in ways that I knew there was no coming back from because I just, it was like jumping out of something that's going to keep moving and you know, you can't ever get back into it because it had to be that drastic and that final. Um, I think it was probably harder to leave the relationship because it it was harder to know I was going to hurt somebody that bad that I was with for a long time. Whereas work-wise, I almost said the name of the company, whereas work-wise, I didn't have that same, like, I feel guilty doing this as much because, well, you know, I really didn't have that much guilt with the relationship either because I went through a lot. Yeah. So I think that they were pretty equal. You know, just really impulsive, like, this is it, no more, I've had it, mm-hmm. and I'm done, and I'm moving on from it. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you have for somebody that's like, shit, I need to, A, break up with my asshole boyfriend or girlfriend, or B, leave my asshole company? Um, I think 
you just have to take the risk. Uh, you are someone who is very much a risk taker. So that's, I think, a little bit easier for you. I'm not like that. I overthink everything. I'm a very anxious person. I'm very nervous about the future all of the time. And so it's not easy for me to just like on a whim make a decision and be like, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. Because I'm one of those people that I want to like test the waters. Like, well, yeah. let, let me like really think about this. Let me talk to these people. Like I, I need to figure out and do as much research as possible before, you know. And so with like making that decision to leave, I could never be happier that I made that decision. Yeah. And I just feel like I know a lot of people in relationships or in a workplace are very scared because not knowing what the future holds is really, really scary. scary. Especially when you when you have a whole life you have to sustain. I just bought a new... I had, I had turned in my lease for the car that I had before. I had a Honda. And I just got in a BMW two weeks before I left our old company. I had this new big payment because obviously in my mind, even though I wasn't happy, I had all all the plans in the world to, to stay there long term. And so it was really scary to to leave that situation because I had lots of bills. To you got pay bills to pay. And I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a big savings at all. But I talked to my boyfriend, Tommy, and he was 100 percent supportive because he'd seen everything I had gone through over the years of being there and knew that. <laughs> My mental health wasn't great, so... He probably didn't want to deal with caring about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so he was very supportive, which was really helpful. But you just have to take that risk. Because honestly, mm-hmm. like, I can't even imagine what my life would be if I had never done that at this moment in time. I know. I think people need to remember, you're always going to land on your feet. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you will all land on your feet. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. No one's going to lay on the ground and die because you get out of a relationship or you leave a job. Like, you will figure it out. And one of the things I remember saying after, because I remember having to explain this to my mom after mm-hmm. I left, that I was leaving this company that I had been at, at. For me, it was about four years. I had been at for about four years that I had a stable salary. I had benefits. I was leaving for a job that didn't exist yet. And Mm -hmm. that was like very scary for my mom, who again, has worked her entire life, has a master's degree. The only one of her siblings who went to college. Like she is so driven and so hardworking. So the idea of her daughter leaving this like good, stable company in her mind for nothing, (laughs) basically, Mm -hmm. was really scary. And so I remember having to talk to her about that. And one of the things that I said to her is I said, Either way, even if this doesn't work out, it's okay because this is what I needed to happen to get out of the situation I was in Yeah, before. and I was just thinking while you were saying that, you and I have had each other to get us out of all the bad situations, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We, like, are always there for each other, and I think having a, a friend in your life that just so fully believes in you and knows you can do anything is mm-hmm. a big part of what made us both, like, we got this yeah as each other yeah definitely I think it's like it really was our trust in each other yeah I I never ever for one second thought this was gonna fail I really didn't but like I said I told my mom if if it didn't work out I knew I was never going back there that was never a question even before I left I said I'd rather work at somewhere like Wegmans which is a grocery store for those who are not from Rochester um I said I'd rather work at somewhere like Wegmans bagging groceries just so I can be happy as opposed to being at this place that was stable 
and I had a salary and comfortable. That's the moment I knew that you were done. When you yeah. said you, you also said you wanted to be a janitor instead. You <laughs> said I would rather be a janitor than spend another day here. Okay, that was dramatic because I hate cleaning, but <laughs> I was trying to make a point there. But yeah, I think oh. like. I, I never for one second didn't think this was going to succeed. I always had full trust in you, and I think you did in me, and we just mm-hmm. knew that we we wouldn't let it fail. So everyone, just get your ride-or-die friends. And start your own business. Start your own business. Get out of that relationship. <laughs> Break up with that guy. Yeah. So thank you, Nene. I can't wait to have you on again, and I just love you so much. I can't I even love you so much. put it into words. Yeah, I think to wrap up everything, it's like, you know if you're in something toxic. Yeah. You, you'll see you know the, better than we do. Yeah, you'll see the red flags and don't ignore them. It's not worth it, especially if you're young in your career. Yeah. It's just, you, you just life is time. too short. Yeah, it's, life is so short that you should not spend the majority of your time being miserable or feeling bad about yourself never let yourself be in a situation where you're making people feel bad about being who you are and yeah. about your ability and making you feel insecure and if Just you don't compromise always, yeah don't yeah. compromise it's that simple in anything so know your worth people know your worth Never settle. Never settle. Reach for the stars. Yep. Reach for the stars. What are some more cliches that we can say? I don't know. Here? Do you want to sing something to send us off? <laughs> okay. So I, I, I've got this song stuck in my head because I saw a video today and um, I want to share it with you. So here goes nothing. What the hell? No way. <laughs> Guys. I don't think I'm a good singer, okay? It's all just in good fun. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> I'll make sure she doesn't sing next time. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, guys.